Welcome to Candyman, a podcast where we're not talking about the 2021 reboot of Candyman, where director Nia DaCosta purposefully misspelled every instance of the word B-E in the script as B-E-E, basically substituting B for B. We're not going to be talking That's about fun. that. That's that fun. fun. That's some fun. fun and I'll tell you what, hard to read. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. What it takes, I'm Pete. <laughs> And we are going to be talking about Sweet Tooth on Netflix, Season 2, Episode 5, What It Takes. What It Takes! Later on in the podcast, we are going to be reviewing the candy Starburst, so stay tuned for that. Now, uh, I can't help but notice, Pete, you are not tearing open your candy right here at the top. Not chocolate. Not chocolate, is that it? Yep, it's a little easier when it's not chocolate. It doesn't call me in my sleep. Wait till we oh, wait till we do our um, health cereals review and we get some uh, grape nuts in here. I feel like oh, Pete dude. could wait all day I, on that. I'll stuff. tell you what. Based on the last podcast, I was really pushing for a nice, delicious, hearty lasagna, but instead I was outvoted. We're doing Starburst instead. But at least we're talking about a good episode of Sweet Tooth. So let me ask you this, yes, real what? quick before you go in. Do you yeah. think any people listen to this podcast who don't know what the show Sweet Tooth is? They just want to know about candy. <laughs> that would be you awesome. Know, like, Get to they're like Pete. They're like get to the Starburst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had Starburst before. Tell me what those are like. <laughs> Tell me what it's like. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't well, know. Maybe know. this is the episode where Justin's really excited to jump into the candy. You know what I mean? Potentially. Yeah. No, like uh, no spoilers. Yes. No spoilers for the candy. We're getting too much into this at the top here. Why don't we yeah. give spoilers for the show instead? So That's great. Brief recap here of the episode. Uh, Jep has been abandoned by Amy. Let go. He is running all the way to the Essex County Zoo. Sometimes you gotta run, dude. Just sometimes you gotta run it. Yep. The big man is a big run. By the end of the episode, Jep and Gus are finally reunited. I'm sure we'll be talking about that quite a bit. Meanwhile, the animal children have started not trusting Gus up until he gets one of his antlers cut off. Yeah. Absolutely harrowing. Uh, And then they start to trust him again. They start to work with him again. He essentially sacrifices himself to help the animal children get out of the Essex County Zoo. He is uh, not captured again, but that's how he meets back up with Jep. Meanwhile, we are following Bear and the Blondie as they are tracking down a hybrid. Turns out they're not tracking down a hybrid. They are actually tracking down Tiger, who was part of the animal army and betrayed Bear, if you remember. Uh, But by the end, Bear is in a precarious position because they are taking Tiger back and maybe a lot of Bear's secrets are about to come out. And the biggest stuff, though, is happening in the zoo. It's happening with Singh. It's happening with Roddy. It's happening with Abbott. It's happening with Johnny. Abbott is making his big move here. His big plan is to get the three on board with his plan to create essentially a gated walled community for a few survivors to wait out the sick for a year in a place called Evergreen. And uh, the he kind of convinces them until Gus gets in there, screws oh. everything up, and then Mrs. Zhang, who is one of the three, kills everybody else to basically secure her place, essentially being in charge of this evergreen community. The last little thing that we probably should mention, we've been talking a lot about Roddy and Singh's relationship here, and it's, once again, a very crucial turning point uh, as Singh but- chooses Abbott is essentially what he does. He won't lie to create a distraction so that he and Ronnie can leave. She has said, I just 
I'm ready to die. I'm ready to move on. It doesn't matter. He's too far in it at this point. To well, the point, he, by the end of the episode, he puts her under house arrest. So yeah. Get if her you're out a Saudi shipper, if you're shipping ring, uh, that's it. Uh, no we haven't got over our ships. We haven't got over our ships. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well it's tough because... Roddy Edgame? Roddy Edgame? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's, like, so close here's to a Ronnie. cure. Like, he got the cure once. He wants to keep working on the cure because he feels like he can save cure. people. But she's like, yo, forget all that. Let's run away. And I think that's hard for him to do. Well, because she has a moral compass here where she's yeah, like, she's I like, can't stop. Keep- killing kids and he's like yeah but i've done it so much so far and it's like after a while you get used to it what's your line like how many kids do you think you would have to kill before you're like this is all right well we as we know alex (laughs) we call them stumbling blocks yeah that's right yeah yeah i'm not going to answer this question for legal reasons but i'm curious to hear from you guys (laughs) uh well the thing is like the the real thing that is revealed here is for so much of the series it was like he was going after this cure to save his wife right and when she's like i don't want it here's what i want you to do and he still refuses to give up the quest for the cure it's been about him it's been about his pride maybe or him just him versus him being in I love think, with this i think mystery. he wants to be the scientist who was known for you know the cure like he he kind of had the taste of that figure victory and then when it didn't happen uh you know he was like i can i can do it i can i was so close I can yeah do it i know again. that because i was a huge fan of the band the cure for so long and i oh, chased yeah. them around i yeah. was after them for quite some time yeah yeah and then cbgb's closed and it's like oh man you know the, the caroline's closed uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wording that singh uses particularly at his last scene with Ronnie in the episode is so interesting, sort of classic abuser language, I felt like. Like, it doesn't maybe necessarily go that far, but he keeps talking about, you wanted me to do this. It was you who pushed me to do this. I told you I would get numb, and that's exactly what happened. That is not actually on Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie did push him and said, yes, Ronnie said, please, you got to do whatever it takes. I'm with you all the way. And then she clearly has changed her mind for very obvious reasons, which she's realized these hybrids are, in fact, children and not animals in any sense of the word. But it's Singh's fault. It's on him. Like, he cannot actually put that in another person because that's something he did himself. And those are choices he did himself with her encouragement, yes, but it is still on him. Well, he can't handle the guilt, the guilt of uh, killing the hybrid children, the guilt of not being able to save his wife, the, all this. He's just guilt on guilt on guilt. And when she's trying to give him a, an off ramp, like, hey, let's forget all this. He can't take it because he's sort of sunk costs in too deep. Yeah, so he's, then he's, deep. Dif- dif- he's like, it's not you did this, not me. He has to ship the guilt somewhere else. Well, and I think not that we're Singh's therapist, but like we could really help him. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should get in the show, right? Yeah, we yeah, should be yeah. on the show. Yeah, we right. could talk. We could help everybody out, and then we could give yeah. him some candy. Yeah. Oh, would be really, man. Man. Oh, that would be great. Star Wars. Nothing showrunners like better than three random characters coming to the show and solving everybody's problems. Yeah, yeah. Like, great. That was yeah. the last episode. What a nice vacation for me. People loved it on X Files when the Lone Gunman came in, came in, and that's why they followed them to their own show, which, which everybody was highly loved. successful. Yeah, huge, huge still running, win. I think. 
Yeah, definitely. Guys, let me just ask you, uh, because this happens to me every time I go for a run, I have a flashback about my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was. it was cool to see big men uh, kind of go through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I think you're having a stroke. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah. Uh, real quick, though, what memory is it? Is it a bag of child bones? Is that the memory that you have back to? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The first time you get thrown a, a bag of child bones, you never forget it, you know? Yeah, but if that was Pete, it would be a bag of, like, Car- Cadbury egg <laughs> fu- uh, casing. And then he'd be yeah, like, Cadbury's- no, 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 I yeah. made the ball. No, my factory seconds. <laughs> The can we talk about that scene for a moment though? Uh, Crying in the rain, sure, yeah, yeah, crying in the rain. So we get these flashbacks connecting to previous scenes we've seen with Jeopard, where he is following his coach. His coach has promised him, "Hey, I'm going to find your family for you. All you got to do is bring in hybrid children." Clearly, he has caught a lot of hybrid children by this point, and he said, "No, you know what? You promised me you got to do this for me." And this guy Ash, I think it's Ash, says, "Yeah, Pokemon." Yeah, I have him. I know what's going on. Ash catch him. Ash catch him. And he's catched them all, except in yep. this case, it's Bones. Bones. And he tosses him a duffel bag at Jeopard, first of all. Nonzo Anozi? Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, anyway, the actor gives a phenomenal performance of just this terror of opening the bag. It's absolutely gut-wrenching to watch. And ultimately, you just see this desiccated skeleton in there. A lot of things to unpack, I think. The first thing, though, is just... Clerically, was that his wife and kid, or just his kid, or what were we supposed to take? Well, because there's two well, bracelets. Two you see bracelets. two bracelets, yeah. And so you would think, like, um, you know, maybe it's the bones of two, but yeah, it's hard to tell uh, what's going on. You just see the one kind of bone structure uh, set up. So right. I mean, but, I think it's it's the implication is his family's dead. Yeah, uh, and that's they're it. in the bag. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I. I think I, don't you guys, I would, that's what that expression means, right? I got this one of the bag means your family's boats. Family, family's yeah. boats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the traditional use of it. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what was, you guys put in your duffel bags, but it's, it's always family remains for me. I see. That's funny. I call when I go to the gym, I fill my corpse bag with gym clothes. <laughs> oh, oh, weird. Man. Classic, <laughs> classic mistake. I usually do that for like the first couple of weeks of the year and then I kind of forget after a while. Oh, yeah, man. right. Definitely. Well, going to the gym or filling your corpse bag. <laughs> little of column A, little of column B. Oh, uh, but uh, we're yeah, being no, pretty flip about this. But like this was a good Jeopard episode. Like he gets the Lost style Je- backstory. Jeopard-sode. It's called the Jeopard episode. Jeopard episode. <laughs> Great Jeopard episode. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I like the holding hands at the in the in the prison uh, so long. Oh my god, that killed me! His giant hands and Gus's little hands. Oh I didn't god. realize how much I needed that. You know, yeah. just uh, I know we're jumping all over the place here, but the I, I talked last episode a little bit about wondering about the narrative flow of here and holding off on getting everybody back together, but the way they got just Gus and Jeopard back in this episode, it warmed my heart. It broke my heart. They completely nailed that moment. And it's so lovely to see these two actors together again. Well, and I was fully surprised by it. I didn't expect it to happen when it did, but the the moment that got me is when he's surrounded by the um, last man. And he's like, um, he's my kid. We're talking about Gus. Why do you want, I was like, ah, it, it like, this show does such a good job of not telegraphing what the emotional arc of each episode or even the season is. And then now, as everything's coming together, it's just hit, hit, hit. And it's just 
great because all of these characters are feeling so many things. Well, that's the thing because it was like earlier, you know, he was all upset about his antler being sawed off. And then Wendy was like, suck it up. They grow back stronger, bro. And then it was like, wow, how she said it. I'm trying to make a point here. It helps. But my point is, it was like, I was like, oh, that's cold. That's cold as ice. But then it was nice to see, you know, the Jep and uh, Gus scene where it was like a little bit more. That's uh, the exact opposite. She was trying to comfort him at this moment after he had lost something as if he was completely terrified. Also, they had broken apart because Gus had lied to them and Wendy was siding with the rest of the animal children. And this was her providing comfort to him, saying, hey, you are going to. You suffered a tremendous loss here. It is terrifying what happened to you. You were going to grow back even bigger and stronger than ever before. That's exactly what I said. She was like, looked at him, goes, yeah. suck it up. It grows back stronger. Wow. Let's our, go. Ted, our Ted Lasso, his Believe poster says, suck it up. <laughs> hey, look at this sign over here. What's it say? Suck my dick. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Ted Lasso. Coach. Coach. <laughs> Please take your sign down. Please yeah, take the sign down. A five-horn leghorn I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Perfect Speaking of five-horn leghorn, I love the uh, the uh, big uh, horns on the limo that we got in this. Some real Texas cowboy action going on here. Well, and speaking of doing a great impression, how about uh, the the hybrid girl who does the oh flawless uh, Harry dude from Workaholics? Oh Workaholic. my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> last man. That that was amazing uh, to me. That was another thing. Just like in terms of holding back on things, this little girl saying "lunchtime freaks." Yeah, and the cut great. to her got, and when got, it's the like, littlest littlest girl in the animal group. So funny. So perfect. I mean, well, if you were him and you heard your voice coming out of someplace, I would not go that in would there. Be, you wouldn't go in? I'd be like, yo, something's up. I would not go in there if I no, heard my voice. No, absolutely not go in yeah. there. I wouldn't be like, oh, is that me? Yeah, is that me? <laughs> yeah, I I if, if I'm talking to me. Yeah, I've been no wanting way. to talk to me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it yes, was, was a great. kind of classic, kind of like fun uh, you know, then the skunk boy gets him and that kind of stuff. And then Wendy's was, like, Wendy's like, you looking for this? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was great hybrid revenge. Yo, when yeah. skunk, when skunk butts spraying him, he opens his mouth. He took <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it was an open mouth spray. That's, he's never going to not taste that for the rest of his life. He's got skunk. That, was, that whole sequence with the hybrids finally taking out workaholics, that was some straight up little rascal shit. <laughs> like yeah, the it whole was. Thing. Yeah. It really was. That's so such like, a okay, funny. Light it up. Knock it was him kind down. of like it was like little meets a little, 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 little rascals. Yeah, was, what was that movie with uh, Martin Short where he played the kid? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I it like, know. It's not. Is it Clifford? But it's Clifford. not the big red. Yeah, it's Clifford. That reminded me of that like ain't we stinkers like <laughs> attitude. I was like inner space. You talking about inner space? Mm, no, three yeah. amigos. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Three, about three amigos. Yeah, um, Jeremy Glick, Jim and Ethan. <laughs> uh, a deep part of my brain just broke right there. I just want to. There's a lot going on in this uh, show right now. We got sure uh, Animal Army. We got the Air Buds. We got uh, Handkerchief Gang. You've we got. got the um, cult folks. We've got the cowboys who shoot people. There's last uh, we men. got the last men. We got the hybrid kids. There are factions here. 
Uh, do you there's that, cowboys uh, kind of like dressed up nice cowboys there's a bunch of cult people there's there's a lot of different yeah, that's what that's what Justin just said <laughs> yeah and the then let's, did, um, again. let's just go over one more time yeah, make sure I we make sure that groups. everybody knows yeah. exactly what's going on here yeah, uh, the, yeah. the plus we got the cowboys and we got the cult guys <laughs> thank you thank you yes. yeah. did you mention the craft services and the key grips and these are a couple yeah. of people that were the very last scene, the one that's mostly black except for words. Yeah. Oh, the credits. The credits. <laughs> they showed up like the very mostly end. black. That's uh, that scene was hard to see because there was no light and it was just words. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't read any of that. Anyway, yes, there are a lot of factions being set up here. I love how they costume and present all these different factions. I didn't know what to expect necessarily from this group of three that was showing up, but I thought they did a really the nice three. job of making yeah the big three from This Is Us. Uh, yeah. They did a really nice job of making them feel very different, in particular. Yeah. What a weird swerve with the cultists. I'm forgetting what they uh, prayed Voss. to. I wrote it. What? Voss, yeah, Voss. was the leader. Yeah. Voss Water. And they yeah. think that the hybrids are aliens uh, that yeah. have come down. So strange. Oh, yeah. I forget the line that you guys says, but when, when Gus comes out and he's like, he's among us and they all sort of pray and whatnot. Uh, but that was great. I loved seeing all of them. God, I really want to find this. I don't know why I'm completely... Oh, he believes the hybrids are Centauri, is what they call them. That's what the aliens are. So right. presumably from Alpha Centauri or something like that. Um, but this whole plan that Abbott has also, I was very surprised by it. In a pleasant way, it went in a direction... That so makes always sense real estate, dude. It comes down to some big real estate <laughs> every time. It's, it's like, let me tell you about this timeshare. I can get Dang. you in. You get 150 <laughs> of your friends. Everybody's got to pay a little, but eventually the pyramid scheme works out, and then everybody can live safely. I agree with you. It is really funny because the whole thing was like, oh, he found the cure. He's got this. And then the the Evergreen has nothing to do with the cure. Like, the cure is really not... He's like, yeah, like, the cure, but how about this plan I have? I made a model. Yeah, a very nice model for a post Very nice for the yeah, post beautiful. I, I also wonder if that's real. Like, is that a real place? Does that actually exist? Why is nobody there right now? Uh, there's questions. Know. Well, is that well, the housing the development? to start building it. Yeah, you can't mm. just... That Singh was at, you mean? Yeah, Oh, that's what my that's what my thought was that it, it is sort of a thing, and he's just going to build it out a little bit more. Yeah, that's potentially it. I mean, I think the plan is that they take over this place that is the safe place that has walls that can be protected. There's only a limited amount of cure that they can actually create because it comes from hybrids, and they don't have an unlimited number of hybrids. So they're going to save the people they can, wait it out for a year until basically the rest of the world dies. And then they're going to come out and retake it over again, rather than dealing with the last dregs of humanity, fighting it out for what little resources they have. They're going to let them die out quickly and then take all of those resources. Yeah, uh, it's a good little scheme, but it was it, it, the odds of getting everyone to work with him are so low. Like, that's why Zhang is such like, a yep, you got to kill the other people because no one's ever going to agree to this. Well, I think the other thing that makes it interesting on that note is we've had Abbott built up as our big villain of the series. But he we found out particularly over the past couple of episodes, he's not the hardest one in this world. He's not the boss. He's not the absolute worst of the worst. He's very bad, 
and he'll do a lot of things that are bad. But he loves his brother. He loves his brother. And we see moments of humanity here where I keep expecting like there's that moment where he finds out that Johnny lets Gus go. And he's like, you let him go. You let the hybrid go. I saw you do that. And he takes him the hug. And in any other show, this is It's like a fight hug. It was like a, you know. Well, it's a fight hug. hug, But in any other show, Abbott would have broken his neck. Like, that's what I was expecting Mm. to happen. And the fact that that didn't happen, the fact that he just, like, hugged him close and he's like, you son of a bitch, basically. I hate you. I hate that you did this, but you're my brother and I can't do anything. That gives him a level of humanity. Not yeah, goodness, but also, but like, I think that that happens a lot with brothers, where you're choking your brother out, and then you're like, I could keep doing this, and I think maybe the family would be better off for it, but I, <laughs> I can't. Jesus. I can't, you know, like, I can't yeah. finish uh, it. You know what I mean? Stumbling block. Gotta take care of this. Stumbling block. Stumbling what's block. real quick, real quick, what's the, <clears throat> what's the worst thing you've done to your brother? Pete? Oh my wow. God! I am not telling you this. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's the right answer. Hor- I feel horrible for yeah, what I've wow. done, and I, I, I can tell you one that was a legitimate. How about worst thing that was a legitimate accident? Uh, so there was one time my brother and I were in our upstairs in the upstairs like guest room bedroom, and there was a carpet there, and I legitimately got in my head like, oh, what I could do is I could do that tablecloth trick where you pull out the tablecloth, oh. but uh, with this carpet of my brother. Not thinking about it, I pulled it. He fell backwards and slammed the back of his head. I I think it was actually like on the bed, but it was like the corner of the bed. And Uh. we had to take him to the hospital and get him stitches on his head. And my parents were like, you did that on purpose. You did that to your brother because you don't like him. And I was like, no, let me explain about this magic trick. Please believe me. So. Wow. There's always a loser in the magic. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah, It was magic. It was bad magic. My cousin and I tied up my brother with a T-shirt over his head and threw him in the lake. We thought it was, <laughs> we thought it was funny, and then he came up to the surface and was like, "We're like, ah, get him!" <laughs> oh my god! So he holds a grudge for that for sure. Man. Oh yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. So Pete, Pete, I, I mean, I can't think of anything that was an accident. All the things I'd done to my brother, it was malicious and horrible, and I feel pretty bad about yeah, it. And just to mention, you used to have two brothers. Now you just have one. No, no, not true. Not <laughs> Is that true. related not, at all? No, no I don't know. I, I, had, I carried your corpse bag um, on our last <laughs> flight, and it was heavy and yeah, rattling. When I looked out, there was one set of footprints because I was carrying your corpse bag. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Um, other couple things I wanted to say. Oh, are there more things in this episode? We should talk. Yeah, about. yeah we're, <laughs> this we're past the twenty minutes. Pizza. We should be eating at this point. At <laughs> Starburst, who's excited? Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the we did talk about Bear, who was like straight up the Punisher for a while here. Yeah, which was uh, great. This yeah. was another surprising twist in this episode, I thought, to bring back Tiger from the Animal Army. Was not expecting that at all, but that. We've had the, again, we talked about this in the last episode, but it felt like, okay, we finally have a path for Bear. She is trading up with the last bed. She's going to be part of the army. That's how she gets into the zoo for this final conflict we're going to get from all of these different factions. Pete, don't list the factions again. But here, this is very much a <laughs> swerve in terms of we get somebody who could reveal the truth that Bear was part of the animal army, was opposing the last men, and yep. did all of these, according to last men, terrible things. So what position is that going to put her in next, potentially? 
Yeah. It's interesting. And I actually like it a little bit. It's a little more convoluted than her just being like, I'm here and I'm with them uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with betraying um, Surf's Up uh, Blondie. <laughs> I can't so wait I, for I like her to betray Surf's Up Blondie because I'm sick of him. Yeah. He's it, also such a bad soldier. He's just like, what? How did the two what of them end up I like this line together. like, oh, good thing I showed up when I did, and I didn't show up any earlier. He's legitimately getting dumber by said. the episode. Definitely. Dumber by the episode. Yeah, he is like a Polly Shore character. The I think they got put together because uh, Bear's so good, and mm. he's Bear's friend. So they were like, yeah, you guys can do this mission. Uh so that that part is um, I like that what they're doing here. How about Bobby? If, if you just oh showed my the clip, God, Bobby, why? If you just showed the clip <laughs> of the soldier surrounding Jep, serious, high stakes, emotional, and then a little Winnie the Pooh <laughs> Muppet pops up, pops and up. is like, Big and then Big Man is like you. And then Flint does a flip and then goes jump right back in the hole. Then people will be like, this isn't a real television. <laughs> I wanted Bobby to pop up and be like, I should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. That's exactly <laughs> what the vibe was. His hole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. It was awesome Bobby. the way he fought for Bobby and then uh, was like, run, Bobby, run. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Also, just Jep taking down basically that whole battalion in that scene and then yeah. ripping the netting off of Bobby. That was pretty sweet as well. He's yeah. a big man. As we learned, he is a pretty, he's the number three defensive player in the NFL, I guess we're. Yeah, and the number one uh, kid hunter. Yeah. Uh, hunter. <laughs> His uh, career and took then a turn. <laughs> the uh, we got everyone in different places when the plane comes overhead. I thought was really cool, sort mm-hmm. of that moment where everyone like looks skyward and is like, "What's this?" And I love the the walkie drop and the knock knock. Oh, on the it. knock knock! Yeah, fun stuff. Oh, good, boy. good end. I thought. Yeah, I also like the fact that it was kind of a little bit of like you think you have control over this area, like somebody else has control of planes. You know what I mean? So I like the idea of this maybe new kind of issue or new problem. It's, it's very exciting. The stakes keep getting higher and higher. This is, I went from halfway through the last episode being like, okay, where's the season going to getting excited about it to this one being like, Oh man, how, what can possibly happen over the next three episodes? Because this to me feels like the penultimate episode of a season where it's all coming down to it. It's all coming in. Yeah. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm very excited. Uh, I did have a couple other things to say. Uh, How about the last man screensaver we see early on in the episode Uh, on the laptop screen? I was like, they got the time to make a screensaver. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't take that long. Oh, okay, I guess maybe I don't know. Um, I loved Gus's line to Abbott. Maybe it's the world you the world doesn't want. Yeah, yeah. I was going to call that out. I felt like that—that's a theme of the show. Like that's Gus yeah. literally yeah. stating where we're probably supposed to be going in some sense. That humanity is supposed to die out, and the yeah. hybrids are supposed to be the next stage of evolution. Hundred percent, and then uh, the um, we see at the top of the episode, Sweet Tooth uh, reflected in Abbott's glasses. Yeah, which I thought was cool. And I was like, that must have been a cover from the Sweet Tooth comic book. It was. I looked. It was, but it wasn't Gus in the glasses. Oh. It was issue issue number thirty four. It was a couple other characters. Uh, I think it was, um, it was some last men. Uh, I, I I'd have to go back and reread the issue to see what it actually because it's two other characters that aren't. 
obviously identifiable oh, in the show. That was definitely like now, a Mandela effect thing because I 100% could picture the cover in my head. So, Well, and, and maybe they use that twice. It's possible. But the only one I could find was issue 34, which was um, the uh, two other people reflected in his classes. Yeah. Huh. Um, any other notes we should call out from the episode? Anything else? Mm-hmm. I thought I I guess paging just, through my notes here. Uh, talked about paging Doctor LePage. Uh, talked about those sweet horns, uh, Texas horns on the you front of the limo. Times, yeah, oh, man, that <laughs> was great. I'll tell you what, why don't we move on to the caddy review portion? As mentioned, we are going to be talking about Starburst. Now, I have a question, a point of I order. Mean, yes, Pete, do you have something to say about the? Episode? I just, wa- I did want to say that, like. Um, you know, ha, you know, I I don't have a wife, but you know, when you guys were, uh, he was like, "Take my wife to a room, please." I was like, "That's a heck of an out for an argument." Wouldn't that be nice? That's what to we do like, when I'm fighting nice? with my wife. <laughs> like, you hey, say nice? Take my wife to a room, please. Take my wife, please. To an interesting out. It's an interesting out to a stand-up comedian in 1945. Hey, I get no respect. I love to have some army men take care of my wife. You know what I mean? What? That's we know what, what you mean. Yeah. Uh, no, I love my wife, and I love talking to her, and I respect her input. Anyway, nice. let's talk about Starburst. Here's my question, point of order. As we all know, there are multiple flavors in Starburst. So how do we judge this? Do we need to eat cherry, orange, Match strawberry, and lemon? So let's start with lemon. Well, let's see, what, we let's see what's first. Is it always the same? No, oh, I just thought the same thing. Well, I have orange first. I also have orange first. And I opened it from the end that says original. I, yeah, me too. I did too. You also have, you orange, have orange first? Um, I don't know. I kind of ripped into it. Um, <laughs> what? I, 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 set out, I set out all my colors first and then I eat them. Oh, okay. Of course you do. All right. Well, after that, I mean, just because I'm curious, uh, Justin, so we'll I have strawberry after that. Is that pink? Yeah. Yep. And then I have cherry. Yep. And then, and then I have lemon. Yes. Oh, so we're, going stra- we're going strawberry first. Or strawberry first? first? Stra- or we're going orange first, right? Orange is the order in which they are packaged. I think that's the order in which they're meant to be. Right. And yeah. how many of these are we eating? All of them? I, I guess. I don't know. This I guess is we take should a while. try. We gotta go through the flavors. Yeah, we gotta go through the flavors. Um, really and then chewy. we should probably talk about flavor order, right? Like in terms yeah. of rankings. Power that's rankings, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are erase. You can use these to erase pencil. <laughs> number two pencil, right? I mean, wow, it's chewy. It's very chewy. Fills your mouth full of water. Yep. I do. I like the orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we going red next? <laughs> Did you already finish it? I'm just yep. chewing this thing. We're going Talk red. We're going red. That's that gum that vanishes in your mouth. Yeah. No, pink. Strawberry is next, right? We're going pink. Okay. Orange um, is good. Strong orange flavor. Strong mm-hmm. orange. It's a hard orange. And they are, candy-wise, I know I've measured this before, but like, they last a little while, obviously, because they're pretty chewy. So, that's yeah. good. But they don't, they don't stick into your teeth like taffy. Yes. Or it's the like they taffy? solved the, the taffy problem. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Taffy is glorious. Yeah, it's probably no salt water because taffy's made with salt water. Taffy's no good. It's like eating uh, calm. All right, so we're doing red after the pink. What are uh, What are you doing? Are you just swallowing your skull? 
How are you? No, I'm chewing them and then swallowing them. He's Uh, snaking them. The pink is lovely. I like it better than the orange. Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, I'll I'll see how this tastes. Oh wow, red! But I I think strawberry is my favorite. Really? Because I was going to say strawberry. Don't like artificial Mm, tasting. I never really like strawberry flavor. I don't even really like strawberries that much. But what? Maybe maybe this is a very similar thing to Twizzlers with me, where Twizzlers also don't really have a strawberry flavor, and I'm like, oh, that tastes yes, like nothing. Do. I also think that's the one in your mouth currently. So let's see what you think <laughs> when you cherry hits. <laughs> cherry, like, I love that strawberry. Going, it's in I'm my mouth. Lemon. I'm going to lemon. <laughs> Cherry's not that, or strawberry's not that great. Hey, man, Pete, what is get... the emergency? Is there? A... <laughs> the red is cherry. It's not strawberry. We're saying. Yes, the pink one pink. was the one. Did you uh-huh. have the cherry second? No. You're right, strawberry. <laughs> sounds pink. like a lie. Well, that means very enjoyable. We're, we're all up. We're, we're only in cherry. cherry. We're a cherry. Cherry's not that great. I like cherry. <laughs> I don't like it. It reminds me a little bit of cough drops. Mm-hmm. Is my only problem. But you, you know like what they're that. flavored? They're flavored <laughs> cherry. <laughs> Are you mad because this isn't going to make your cough better? <laughs> I just I don't need to have cough medicine when I'm having candy. That's the only thing. It's not. This is candy. What are you having a regular cherry? You're like, what's this This non-medicine fruit that I made in my mouth? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just I'm also never a fan of cherry, really. But, huh. but you like cherry best is what I'm getting, Justin. Uh, so far, I think cherry's best. But I have a feeling lemon's going to be my winner. Mm. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going lemon. Strawberry. Oh, wait, 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 hold wait. on, dude. I have a question, Pete. While I'm unwrapping this lemon, which is the fourth one that we we're all eating, definitely yeah, at the same pace. I already ate. Normally, it. when you get a Starburst, you get this whole like I don't know. It's not a tube, but I'm going to call it a tube. sleeve. Yeah, sleeve. There you go. Do you just jam the whole thing down your throat all as at once? fast as possible? <laughs> yeah. He Popeyes and them because they do get I super spit out strong. the wrappers. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Lemon is good. It is. Huh. Huh. All right. I'm going lemon. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Strawberry, orange, Look. and then cherry. Here, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Lemon reminds me of Lysol. Mm. The cleaning product. I uh, know. I got Which it. Which you eat all the time. Yeah. Great. Start every morning with a little <laughs> shot of Lysol. Yeah. Cleans out your pipes. Yeah, I um, ever since the pandemic, I've been cleaning my whole body with the Lysol wipes mm. every day, top to bottom. Yeah, get COVID all over your fingers. <laughs> um, okay, wait, what did you say, Pete? I wasn't so I go attention. lemon, strawberry, orange, and then cherry. Lemon, strawberry, orange, cherry. Interesting. So, wow. and lemon's your top. Yep. I would I'm going best at least. I'd still go strawberry. Lemon, maybe? Orange, mm. cherry. I think it's the strength of the flavors is how I'm rating it because, like, strawberry is the least. Lemon's a little more so. Orange is, like, pretty strong, and cherry is the strongest strong. flavor. Is that the same? Do you guys have the same? No, no, no different. No. We switched orange and strawberry, or lemon and strawberries. Are switched. you writing this down for posterity, Pete? Is that what's going on? No, I have it all lined up on my uh, table here. Because yeah. I think I'm the absolute opposite of Alex. Yeah, you're going to go mm. cherry, you're going to then go orange, and orange. then 
And then strawberry, then, then lemon? Then lemon, and then lemon, and then strawberry. Strawberry, mm, wow. Interesting. That's that's the exact opposite of Zalbin's setup. <laughs> that's wow. nice. Yeah. And I just want to mention, for the record, for the podcast, I'm not going to make everybody sit here and try this, but I got these anyway. The Fave Reds from Starburst, which are watermelon, cherry, strawberry, and fruit punch. Watermelon? Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, And then there's also, I saw these, which are almost definitely not going to be as good, but they're the Starburst Air gummies, which are... Well, do you edibles right now? They're weed gummies. They're weed gummies. Uh, Kiwi, strawberry, pineapple, mango, and passion fruit. So I'm excited to check that out. That's cool. I, I like those additional flavors. I bet fruit punch weren't as good. We've talked a lot about variations. I think Starburst is one of the rare candies that totally works across variations. You know? Yeah. They're they're all good. They're all pretty good. I wish I could eat every meal as a little ch- tiny cube. It's like oh. eating beef bouillon, the best Starburst flavor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night to Facebook and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Sweet Tooth, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, the Candy Men can. I just had five lemons. It was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Your insides are a clog. <laughs> <laughs>